Welcome to Gimme Some Truth. I'm Kevin Castro, your podcast producer, and your hosts are Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, and Jonathan Jordan of Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast series is dedicated to illuminating some of the darkness around conflicts of interest and motivations in the financial planning industry, as well as current events and investment concepts. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Today we have a guest in the studio with us, and we're going to be talking about his area of expertise. Uh, along with me, Nate Condon, I have Clint Walkner and Jonathan Jordan from our firm, and we're going to uh, dive deeper into the area of property and casualty insurance. So Clint, why don't you introduce our guest? Yes, Jason Gutenberg comes to us from an independent agency that he has started himself, and he'll go through that a bit and uh, you know came from a more captive situation which we're going to spend some time talking about some of the nuances in there and uh, talk a little bit through some of the uh, the good and bad about property casualty firms and w- things to look for and why working with somebody that's more independent uh, may be more beneficial to their financial situation so Jason welcome thank you very much so um, just to start with you can you just take us through your career path a little bit and how you came to uh, being where you're at today Sure. So I was uh, right out of college. I worked for a developer and just really realized I wanted to help people. I just had this insatiable appetite to help people. And so happened to know two college friends who worked at a, an agency here in, in town, and, um, and it, everything went well. And then I started to really realize there were some more options. So I spent 10 years at this, uh, this captive agency and just started my own business a few months ago on the independent agency side, and it's been, uh, been fantastic. What's been the biggest surprise so far? Uh, my conversion typically was hovered around 30% uh, as a captive, and now I'm closer to about 90%. And when you say con- conversion, you mean somebody that comes in through your doors and then writes yep. a policy with you? Yeah, so let's say 10 people come through the door in a week. In the past, I'd write three out of those 10, and now I'm writing nine out of those 10, just because I have more options, more carrier options. Um, so if each carrier, let's say, wants to convert at a 10% conversion um, or a 15% conversion, but now I have five, six, seven, or eight of those, I've got a much better uh, opportunity to keep that client and give them good advice over the long haul. And to find out a bit more where the pain point is as well. So, you know, somebody's pain point might be price or it might be some sort of benefit or it might be something that doesn't neatly fit into a box, right? That's correct. That's usually what I see is there's something that doesn't fit in that box. It might be a pool with a diving board or a dog or a, a prior claim, or maybe it's a, a teenager who's got a speeding ticket or two. So all those things are going to create a different situation for for each client. Um, and now that I have more tools to use, I can keep those clients and continue to give them advice instead of telling them to just go look around and tough luck on their own. I think that they're talking about your life, Jonathan, as far as all those things. They got the dog, 
I don't you have a, a diving, diving board? I have a diving board, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe Slide, you should get if I did, I'm Trampoline. sure my kids would figure out a way to get hurt on it. So <laughs> my luck, it'd probably be a neighbor's kid jumping that's in. That's right. <laughs> John and I had an interesting conversation about that. About uh, we, we we both have kids that are almost driving age, and uh, that's a different world when it comes to kind of what they look at uh, by way of underwriting for uh, for kids that age. It, it really is. Um, I, I try and pay attention and, and you know advise clients. Every most kids are going to get in an accident. Hope, you hope it's minor. Um, and that's where all you can do in terms of asset protection, especially for, for, you know, like yourselves, you're trying to build that wealth for people. And a lot of times people, they just know they have a home insurance policy and auto insurance policy. They don't really know what they have. And that's, to me, the key is to find someone um, that can give you that right advice to make sure you're protected financially. What are some of the key questions that you ask somebody when you're doing a a needs analysis, um, particularly on their home? Um, the, the most important thing is to actually figure out, you know, what is that, what is that appropriate replacement cost? And that's always one of the fears is they might know if they try and do insurance on their own, they may have bought a policy 10 years ago and they know what they paid for the house. So they insured it then, but they don't really keep up on those, you know, labor costs, material costs, those rebuild costs for, for their house. So, um, it's nice to have someone who can go to market for you make sure that they understand locally. What the uh, what the you know rebuild cost is on maybe a per square per square foot option, um, and there are also carriers that will give you just flat out a guaranteed replacement cost. So even if your policy is underinsured by fifty thousand dollars to rebuild your house, you they guarantee that they're going to rebuild it no matter what it costs. What do you see as the um, kind of the main uh, misconception that people have when they come and talk to you about uh, property casualty insurance? I think just with the bombardment of commercials about price, 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 save, save, save. The assumption is that it's a commodity and everyone is selling the exact same thing. And when realistically, the majority of my clients, when they, if they choose to buy from me, they're buying, buying an improved coverage or two or three or four, um, but they've just never been educated on, on some of those options and risks um, in their situation. So I think it's pretty clear to say that, well, at least in your opinion, and, and um, I think probably everybody's opinion here in this room is that... Uh, your industry has gotten way too commoditized, and it, it has kind of lost the consultative effect. Is that is that a fair statement to say? Yeah, it's it's actually made my job easier because I prefer to build a relationship with clients. So the more that I can show them value of, of an expert, you know, holding their hand, making sure they have the right insurance, versus if the rest of the industry wants to go that route, great. There's enough people in the area that really truly want help with their insurance and want to protect their family. So it's actually makes my life a lot easier when I just spend time with clients and, and show them what I'm about. And then being able to go independent, I mean, that, that's been a huge boon for you, as you indicated, your, your conversion ratio, but also I think you truly can do what's in the best interest of, of people, what they're trying to accomplish, and, and being captive just has its limitations versus being completely independent. Yeah, definitely. The limitations, I mean, I, like I said, there, time and time again, there's, there's coverages on the home insurance, on the auto insurance, especially on an umbrella policy. Um, a lot of those captives are going away from what I would consider really good coverages, not necessarily cutting corners, but they're just not the best out there. Um, and it's nice to have six, seven carriers now where I, I know two of them have this really good coverage for a particular situation, and then another carrier has a really good coverage for this other particular situation. So just nice to have uh, all the tools in the tool belt, I guess. So, you know, going to a, a smaller company um, where you have control over a lot of this, and I don't know all the logistics behind it. I just know kind of how it works on the life insurance side. Do you have to guarantee these companies or, or make promises when you're getting appointed to them about how many contracts you're going to write with them? Is that kind of how it works? They, there's a it's kind of a softball toss, though. They do say, hey, we want to see this many households a year. 
But with the experience we have um, at Ace Insurance, for instance, we've got about 27, 28 years of experience. I'm not going to have a, a problem hitting a, a minor quota at this point. We had a carrier come in just just yesterday or on, on Monday, and um, and they said, "Well, you know, we'd like to see you do this this year." And I kind of laughed. I said, "Well, I've already got about a third of that done this month." And they're like, "Oh, you know, really?" But it's like if you do a good job, you're going to bring in the right clients, and so those quotas really really don't affect how we operate, um, just because we're, we're bringing in the quality clients that appreciate you know giving good advice and receiving it. Now, for us, it's a it's a different type of business because we you know we look for we might take on three or four new clients in a month um, that are the really the right fit for us. And you have more of a volume game. Um, but how, what does your ideal client look like? Um, yeah, I, I typically will take on, um, you know, th- about three a week. That's kind of my goal. And those clients I'm looking for, one, people that's the right fit for our business at Ace Insurance. And that would be people who truly just want to be, you know, I don't want to say they're handheld, but they might either want to know a little bit more or, or something, it might be a situation where they just know they, they need help with this and they want someone to actually walk them through things. They're not looking for a salesperson, looking for more of a, an advisor like you guys would, would be. So can you go through what the, um, the lineup looks like at Ace? I mean, you, obviously yourself is there. Who else is in the office and kind of do you have specialties? Do you kind of uh, do you work jointly on cases? I mean, kind of how does that work for people that are listening? We, so on the, on the front end, we're meeting with clients. Whoever, that, whoever brought in that initial client is going to kind of be the face for that person. Um, but on the back end, we're working as a team. Um, you know, it might be a specific situation. Hey, what have you seen with this carrier? How do they how do they handle these things? And then we'll also work with the underwriters directly um, with that with that specific carrier. But definitely more of a, a team based approach because, it, like in any any industry, you can maybe miss an angle with something, and we want to make sure we're thorough and take care of clients the best we possibly can. So we always are kind of running it by um, you know, my business partner Steve, as well as our employee Jack. Great. You and I were having a conversation before we started recording that I thought was interesting. And you talked about um, maybe somebody that I, I don't want to say that you couldn't help necessarily, but um, can you kind of go through that again with um, um, kind of the idea of this person might have to kind of stay where they're at as opposed to uh, jumping ship? Yeah, the majority of people we see who are who are who want to fire their current insurance agency or agent is usually because of uh, some something wrong with a claim. And so that's often when people are then calling around and getting, asking their friends, their family, their coworkers, hey, who are you insured with? And um, so it's just a time where, where, quite honestly, there are some situations where we'll have to tell clients just to stay put because maybe that, that claim isn't affecting their insurance rates for another eight months or a year, whereas we're looking at that instantly. Um, so if it's just a, a straight price point, they're probably better off staying where they're at for at least until their policy is coming up for renewal. Um, but in other cases, we had one this morning. Um, she she just wanted she wanted out. didn't didn't like the company anymore and was willing to pay more. But she she wanted a different experience. So in those cases, it's fair to say that um, you know if if it does. I mean, it's an obvious statement. But if it doesn't make sense for somebody to move, you're gonna you're gonna talk to them about why making um, kind of a different plan or, or or even kind of going against what they initially thought of coming in saying I'm gonna change my insurance. I mean, you might actually guide them away from that idea at least at that period of time. We even even Steve and I as as the owners at, at Ace, we'd gone in with that at our previous employer, and we don't we people would be shocked that wait you're telling me to stay where I should or telling me to go to this place or this place, um, because we really are more about helping people and not not making a sale um and that's just who we are as people and that you know we're there because we truly have a passion to help those people and it might be at ace it might be somewhere else it's nice that nowadays i have all these options um and like i said can can more regularly help clients out um whereas before it was 
having multiple resources for those situations. Uh, so, you know, you talk about the the helping people, and I think it's really interesting with you know, your transition to this new business in the last, you know, few months. I know with me, I know a lot of listeners out there know that I came over here and transitioned over to Walkner Condon a couple months ago and, and everything that goes on and how hard that is. But interestingly enough for, for those out there, I actually met, met Jason a number of years ago in a totally separate situation, but it was about how you were helping people out in the community. And you and I both have uh, been doing a golf outing. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about that because I've always been extremely impressed with you as a person and for the things that you've done to make a difference in the community that way. So if, if you could share a little bit about that and the kind of the history behind how you got your outing started, I, I think sure. that would be great for our yeah. clients and listeners no, no, to hear. No problem. So uh, the whole the background and the story of my golf outing was I was diagnosed with a brain tumor uh, two, in 2010 and just was very grateful for the neurosurgery department, how, the good they, how good they are here at UW Health. And uh, prior to that year, um, we'd already gotten together for just a bunch of guys saying, hey, let's, let's just get out and make sure we golf once a year. And we were going to choose a charity the following year. And so that following year was 2010. And I'd gotten sick just a few months before that. And so it was just kind of the natural progression of, all right, well, let's, let's help Jason's you know, doctors out with, with dollars for research and patient care. Um, so that's how it started back in 2010. And now we're, we're transitioning to uh, a broader base, but a kid's needs kids needs based uh, charity called the hundred men of Dane County. Yeah. It's been really great to see kind of that progression and the success. And it just goes back to what you talk about there. You know, ultimately when, when we go out here in the service industry, whether it's as financial advisors or an insurance or people out there, whether they're estate planning attorneys, you know, we, we try to affiliate and, and work together closely with people that have a heart for the community. And, and that's been one of the things, like I said, that I've been really impressed with you. So congratulations you. on that. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll do a future podcast too, a little bit more on uh, on charitable giving, and and uh, we'll spend some time on that. Um, Jason, on a personal note, going through that whole process of of having cancer and going through that recovery, um, what was the most difficult thing for you to overcome there? Um, it's, it's still actually a challenge to me. I, you know, trying to keep a positive attitude in, in the entire situation was key. Um, the difficult part is it made me very. Uh, I was very aware of, of where I was spending my time and still am now with friends, with, with business, you know, how much time do I spend on building a business or you know, back in 2010, was I going to kick the bucket in six months? So it was that balance of, do I need to spend all, all my time with my family or do I need to start working hard or, you know, where do you, do you spend all your money? Cause you're, you, you'd be dead in six months or, or do you plan for the future? And so it just made me very aware of, of how I spend my time, who I spend it with. Um, do I spend time on charitable work or, or you know, be selfish and, and just take vacations? So it just made me very aware and maybe actually spend time and plan out where I want to spend my time and, and kind of plan out more of my life on the short term and long term. How do you find that influencing how you um, work with clients? Uh, I think in general, just trying to add perspective. Um, often uh, I'll deal with a client and get referred to a client who's you know buying their first house. And so all they're thinking about is, uh, you know, I need to get my home insurance done in three weeks, and this is a deadline, deadline, and just trying to make them see the bigger picture on this is probably one of your largest assets. You know, my job is to, is to make sure you have a quality product to protect that home because it is a big asset of yours. And so just trying to change some perspective a little bit and really shine some light on, on the big picture for them. So if somebody's listening right now and, um, you know, kind of 
prototypical um, client by way of, of uh, have auto insurance that might have homeowners insurance, maybe they have renters insurance, maybe they have an umbrella policy. I mean, what what do you want them to walk away from this podcast kind of thinking about in regard to their insurance and do they have the right coverage? Sure. I think in general, it's just if they don't have the confidence in their insurance company or insurance agent that they think they're really, really taken care of. And, you know, if they just don't have that confidence that, that hey, I have no worries. I know my, my guy or my, my gal is taking care of me. I think that's the time when you just need to find some advice and ask your friends or family or, or coworkers, um, you know, if they're happy with, with their insurance agent. Because there, there are a lot of them out there just like advisors, so it's a matter of finding the right fit for you. Um, and, and just having that, that sit down in that meeting to, to make sure you're, you're confident that they're really watching out for your best interests. And I think it's that review process that's sorely lacking in the property casualty world. Um, you know, it's kind of a set and forget thing. And, um, you know, I think that part of that is the compensation model um, in the industry, right? I mean, uh, you know, especially when you work for a captive agency, they want new policy, new policy, new policy, and there's less of a focus on renewal and renewal compensation. And I think that part of the, the business is flawed, um, but also it leads to this sort of, you know, it's the it's the, the kill right in the beginning and then you just let them go versus having them do a regular review process. It, it was very painful on the captive side looking at, you know, you want to do the, what's best for the client, um, but right, you're, you're supposed to be spending your time always bringing in new clients. And yeah, that, that didn't sit well with me, which is one of the reasons for, for the move was I'd rather have a small amount of clients and have better relationships and have more personal attention for them than, than just having you know, two, 3,000 clients that I've sold and haven't spoken to in five years. It's incredibly difficult. I know eight, Nate and I had like 1,400 clients when we were at our, our previous spot, and the service model is just like, it's not doable. You just have no personal touch. And if I always said that if I can't recognize my client walking down the street and don't know their name, and frankly, we, we didn't because we had so many names, much less know their whole financial situation intimately in your brain when you walk into that meeting, I mean, uh, it's, it's just too many. Mm-hmm. You just have to, to chop it down. And with, and with the fiduciary standard that, you know, that we have here and how we work with our clients, I think that the way that you guys have it set up, Jason, is more along the lines of being, uh, being a situation where you're doing the right thing for your client, and even if it means you're having to tell them to wait eight months because that's the right thing for mm-hmm. them. And we need more of that in this industry and not less. And I think that that's where we're going to start to see the successful businesses and the people that are out, out there changing and touching people's lives, and whether it's through financial stuff. Um, I know you talked and you shared when Nate asked you that uh, spending time, uh, is, you know, figuring out, you know, how I mean, you don't know how much you have of it left or you're worried about it. You know, tell our clients all the time, you, either, you spend time in life and you spend money in life. You know, you can save money, but you can't save time. So really paying attention to how you, how you spend that. And in this environment, being independent now and having your own agency and your partner, you guys are going to be able to, to help people to realize those, those sort of things are more important than necessarily how many customers did you sign up this week or yeah, as did much, I hit my goal? As much as we still have to yeah, pay attention to some of the numbers, it is very refreshing to just, just know we've taken care of clients to, the, to really the best. It's not just our ability, but having the right products to make sure they really have the best coverage out there. Yeah, and so, I'm really happy to see that Jay- that Jason's here because, uh, you know, I think the whole, whether you're talking about financial services, whether you're talking about insurance, whether you're talking about real estate, I think that so many people are going independent now because they want to be able to give their clients choice. And I think for almost everybody that does go independent, I've never heard of anyone go the other way. Once they're independent, they're independent. You know, they're not going back captive. And so there's a reason for that. It's because it's better not only for 
the clients, it's better for the industries that they're in, it's better for the people that are owning the businesses, it's just better for everybody um, without having a lot of those big companies there just directing and telling you what you have to do. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of analogies you could use, but imagine you have a grocery list and you need to get diced tomatoes and tomato paste and some other kind of tomato for a meal, and you go into the grocery store and there, all there is is tomato paste. Well, you can still technically make the meal, but it's probably not going to be very good. And that's how insurance is on the brokerage side is I have all these different options. And given that specific situation, I just I have the right fit for people, whereas before it was, well, we can get you some insurance. It's not the best, but we can get you some. And uh, I don't want just some insurance. I want the best for the clients. So Analogy, a, Nate. Is that good? It's a pretty good one. Yeah. I Nate's mean, for, a master uh, of an analogy. So. Yeah. Well, I, it's... it's um, it's kind of like <laughs> for your well, me with the analogies is waiting. kind of like <laughs> dot dot dot. Um, somebody, uh, somebody wants to come and see you, Jason. What what should they be thinking? What should they be bringing into the meeting? How do they contact you? What does that first meeting look like? I mean, can you kind of walk people through uh, what a meeting with an independent agent looks like as opposed to a captive agent? Yeah, there's really kind of a, a almost a, a you know a pre meeting or an interview. Um, I need some basic information first. Uh, you know, I'd like to be efficient with both my time and the client's time. So there's some upfront work that I do. Um, is that a preding? Yeah, maybe. Is it a pre-meeting? Wow, like is that pre-meeting. a preding? You can use that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Nice. Uh, but some upfront information. I once I can't do a lot of my work until I like you guys until you really know the entire situation. So having what's called their declaration pages is extremely helpful. That lists their current coverage limits, what vehicles they own. Um, maybe some driver's license numbers. Um, but basically, some of that upfront information, similar to someone getting a mortgage, you can't get the mortgage until they've underwritten you a little bit, and they can't give you advice with, with what program to go into until, until they know more. So before I set up a meeting with anyone, it's, it's some upfront information so that I can really gather and get prepared with you know, what might be the right carriers for this, this specific situation. Is it a pretty good uh, rule of thumb that if somebody does not know the name of their agent on their statement, that's a pretty good indication that they should uh, at least be kicking the tires on on a different agent? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and especially even if you haven't, you know, seen your agent in years and years, if you if you have a conversation with them even on the phone, you know, you want them to review it every so often. You know, situations change. People have kids. People build out a basement. Um, they'll sit. You know, you, people just the agents need to know what's going on in your in your life to make sure you're covered properly. So if you haven't really had a good good discussion with your agent, whether it's in person or on the phone, uh, in quite some time, it definitely is it's time to even just have someone review it, even if it's not your current agent. Well, we appreciate your time today. This was uh, hopefully uh, valuable for the people that are listening. I know that uh, for Clint and and John here in the room, we uh, talked to a lot of our clients about. Uh, the, the topic of property casualty insurance. And in a way, it's almost uh, not talked about as much as it should be. Uh, life insurance gets a lot of play and, and some of the other insurances, but for some reason, people just kind of gloss over property and casualty. I think so. I think it's because of the price argument. They just try to go to the lowest common denominator. And I think that people grab a, you know, grab it around here in AmFam or State Farm or something like that. Um, and they just, they just go grab it because they see a commercial on it and they've known that agent for a while. And yeah, I mean, this is something that has to be reviewed. And I encourage that everybody on the podcast, um, you know, whether you give, you know, hopefully you give Jason a call, um, but focus on getting an independent property casualty agent to look through what you have and at least take a checkup and make sure that you know that what you have is, is adequate. And for anybody that doesn't have a, an umbrella policy, um, you have to. 
I mean, basically, it's if you have a home, you need an umbrella policy if you have any sort of assets. So, uh, you know, that's one thing that people often overlook. A good, a good tip on the umbrella, too, is you, you can get an umbrella policy. The majority of carriers are going to sell an umbrella policy, but there are some key pieces to an umbrella policy that you want to make sure you have. Um, I didn't have access to it back to not having all the tools. I didn't have access to that at Liberty Mutual. And that's one of the things I wanted to see over a 10-year career there, and nothing, you know, never really changed. Now I have four or five carriers that offer, it's called uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage. So not only is there a you know, liability in case you cause an accident, but there's also a million dollars for you and your family in case someone else causes an accident. And they may not have the best insurance. They may not have any insurance. Um, you want some financial protection there for you guys as well. Yeah, I can speak to that one personally. I was in an accident when I was in college uh, with somebody that was uh, uninsured and also had a uh, revoked license at the time. And um, you know, years and years later, there was still no re- uh, no resolution of it, and yeah. a simple um, you know line item like that on an insurance policy could have saved us an incredible amount of time and, and money, or at least my parents, I should say, in that yeah. in that situation. So, and the 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 nice part, like I said, on my end at, at Ace Insurance is that. Those umbrella policies are actually costing less than than what I was selling in the past, and I'm getting that additional coverage. Um, so it's been a huge benefit, and uh, obviously for my clients as well. So makes it a pretty pretty easy sale, and, and a lot of great advice that I can provide just based on those those coverage tools. Well, thanks again, Jason. We really appreciate your time today. Um, definitely uh, uh, reach out to Clint or, or John or myself if you want contact information for Jason. And, and again, this is not just an advertisement for Jason. This is an advertisement more for independent insurance agents in general. Um, definitely take a look at your coverage and see if there's a, a place for at least a meeting uh, with an agent. We, lo- we love the captive agents as well, but uh, definitely uh, you know, do some comparison shopping and see if uh, an independent, independent agent isn't uh, right for your situation. So thanks again, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Advisory services are offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Wachner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Wachner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Wachner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered, and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services, LLC, Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, and WC Insurance Services, LLC, are affiliated companies. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Wachner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Wachner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see wachnercondon.com for additional disclosures.